0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, March 21st, 2021. No love lost, love brings healing.
1: mask. Penny's mask is off. We've both been fully vaccinated. We're six feet apart. This is so exciting. Well, hi, Penny. Hi, Carrie. I know everybody's really excited to see you. And it's good to be seen. (laughs) Good. Well, this week we are talking about Love Heals. And um, you came to mind automatically when we thought about this topic Will you share with everybody the things that you do to show love or share love? And and what happens is that healing happens. So, what do you do?
2: Well, you know, it's just been a joy to be able to have the time in my life right now, being retired, to be able to do that. But I get up in the morning and people's names will pop into my mind or there's an issue or circumstance going on in either friends or church family. And I like to be responsive. This past year has been a little bit tricky with COVID and trying to follow all the restrictions and be safe at home. But uh, right now, a lot of my energy is focused on reaching out to people either by notes. I love to write notes, uh, notes of encouragement, I love to make phone calls to see how people are doing. I have a little group that I love to text with every day and reach out and love, even if it's just an encouraging word. So right now, um, prior to COVID, I enjoyed going into hospitals and visiting people that I felt needed an extra touching hand or if a family member of someone I loved was struggling and they needed an extra touching hand so that's been good. I love to remember people's birthdays. I like to celebrate love and life. Um, not just my friends but sometimes even their family members. That gives me great joy so I think that's kind of how I enjoy. I, I love to pick up a treat for somebody and just drop it off and usually if it's a rainy day it makes more of an impact plus I'm pretty sure on a rainy day that they'll be in. So (laughs) I even enjoy the rainy days like today because that gives me another opportunity. Well, I know that some of you who
1: are watching, probably a lot of you have been the recipients of what Penny's talking about. I know I have and it has been really something that has sustained me, Penny. You are so dear to us and What motivates you? What drives you to do this?
2: Well, the big motivator is my love for God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Um, I'm retired, so every morning I get up and I have my little agenda and to-do list, but I check in with him to see what he's going to have me do. And my spontaneous days are my most favored days because names are people will pop into mind, and then it gives me opportunities to reach out. But I'm very humbled <clears throat> by the love that other people have shown me. I see God's love in action every single day. Um, I have a little bench outside my door, and things appear and surface. And I like to share that. Um, it's what I call the circle of life. You share God's love and God's love comes back in so many different ways so I think the driving force here is to just share the love of Jesus with those that need a gentle touching
1: hand and so that is full circle because love heals and God uses us to be vessels of love. the thing about the pandemic that I, we have probably heard the most over this past year is that we miss Penny. Penny usually stands right over there at the 9 o'clock service and she's like an icon at our church. So she's alive and well. We know you're watching, Penny. I've already received my morning text that uh, is the encouragement. But the thing that she didn't share is that she is probably the Primo prayer warrior. And... Um, gathers people virtually to pray every day for the staff, for us. And that is um, a primary ministry of Penny. So she's a great example of what we're talking about today.
0: Amen that. So good morning, Connection Church. Here, there, wherever. So good to be with each and every one of you this morning.
1: My name is Carrie Jones.
0: I'm Alan Jones. And
1: we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our lord and savior jesus christ again welcome those of you who are here some of you haven't seen for a year whoa it's so good to see you and those of you on the other side hope you are having an awesome day thanks for joining us we're two sinners who've been saved by the lord's grace and i'd like to pray right now would you pray with us almighty god thank you so much for um for today an opportunity to be about your business Thank you for everybody that's joining us here in person, those online, uh, those who are joining us from a distance from Florida and Georgia and Maryland and every place in between. So Lord, thank you so much. And we give you this time, Lord, settle us in that we might have those distractions be removed and we can focus on you. We pray this in your holy name. Everybody agreed and said,
0: "Amen." amen. So if we, as we've shared we're in the season of Lent. It's not a season you find in the Bible, a season that's a church construct, a season of spiritual self-reflection that runs from Ash Wednesday which was a few weeks ago to uh, Holy Saturday, the day before Easter. We've been talking about various aspects of love and how there is no love lost when when we're followers of Jesus Christ. And today we're going to focus on how love brings healing.
1: Love brings healing. Love brings healing. That's what Pastor David Willis tells us in his book called Seven Laws of Love. We previ- previously shared in this very series uh, 1 John chapter 4. First John's in the second half of the Bible in the New Testament. And we read there, I mean, we read this in the whole Bible from cover to cover. But in this particular thing, it says, God is love. Say, God is love. God is love. Is love. Yes. Well, Jesus is the son of God, God in the flesh. And as Jesus told his disciples, if you've seen the father, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Therefore, Jesus is love, love in the flesh, the physical embodiment of the love of God. Love brings healing and Jesus brought healing wherever he went.
0: Like the story of healing that we find in the eighth chapter of the book of Mark. That's the Matthew Mark, second book of the New Testament, the second part of the Bible, a book that tells about the good news of Jesus Christ. This story is also found in Matthew and in Luke and two others in two other books. And actually it's a healing story within. A healing story. Here's what happened. Jesus has just crossed the lake over to the other side after healing. There's another healing, healing a demon-possessed man of all his demons. As he got out of the boat, a crowd had gathered, and the crowd, in the crowd was a man named Jairus, and Jairus was a leader of the synagogue, uh, the the Jewish church, let's call it, and he fell at Jesus' feet, fell at his feet, pleading with him. To to bring healing to his dying daughter by, by putting his hands on her. So as Jesus went with him to his house, a large ca- crowd was pressed around him. You can imagine. And, and there was a, a woman in the crowd who had suffered, some of you have probably heard this story before. It's a well known story, had suffered from a bleeding disorder for twelve years. Can you imagine? Twelve years. And this went far beyond just a medical situation as this, as this condition had made her what they called ceremonially unclean, which would separate her from the community, keep her in isolation, keep her from social contact, keep her out of church. And, and as Mark puts it, I, I love the way this is expressed. She had suffered under the care of many doctors. Think about that. Isn't that the opposite of what it's supposed to be? Suffered under the care of many doctors, spending all she had, all of her money, to no avail, getting worse, not better. So hearing about Jesus, she came up behind him. She didn't want to bother. She didn't want to disturb him. She didn't want to interrupt him. She thought, if I can just touch his cloak. They believed if you just could touch the the hem of his cloak, that it, it had the power. His power would come to her and heal her and, 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 and she touched it and it did. Her bleeding stopped immediately. Can you imagine? Immediately. She was freed from her suffering. Well, Jesus could feel the power leave him. A.S. Who's touching my cloak? Hard to believe he could feel that in that crowd, but he could. And he looked around and the woman, she fell at his feet. She was trembling with fear. She, she was afraid what was going to happen because she'd kind of overstepped the bound there. You know, we're very aware of boundaries now. She kind of overstepped the boundary there. And, 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 and she shared the truth of what she had done. She explained to him quickly what had happened. And, and, and check out what he said, Mark 5, 34. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Wow.
1: Wow. So, what is it about that scripture that just caught you?
0: Well, you know, this is off script, by the she's way. She's fearful, and he shows love. Love to the point of calling her daughter. A woman, you're not just some woman in a crowd. You're a child of mine. You're a child of God. You're a child of mine. You're part of the family. You have no reason to fear, because love heals. That's what he said.
1: He did show so much love toward her daughter. Daughter, he said. I mean, can you imagine? She wasn't allowed to be in church. She wasn't allowed to hang out. And he's legitimizing who she is. Daughter. It's a relationship daughter. She was part of God's family. Daughter. Mm-hmm. Pastor Willets, he says, healing flows from relationships. Isn't that true? How when we feel so isolated, things just are so out of whack, or when there's relationships that are fractured, it's just like, ah. Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: That's why this COVID thing's been so hard.
1: It has been hard. Because of that separation. And I just have to see, I see Reese for the very first time. I've seen her on video, our new little baby. I got, don't leave. Let me look at her (laughs) a little closer, okay? Oh my gosh, it's really hard for me to contain (coughs) myself right now as I'm seeing some of you. (sighs) Anyway, daughter, it's about relationship. Jesus cares so much for our physical need of healing, but Jesus cares as much or more about our relational need, our emotional need for healing. It's That's well-being. You know, we can be sick, but we can still be well. It is well with our soul. Mm. And that's really what Jesus cares about, that we can say it is well with our soul. Healing is much more than that flesh healing, and Jesus was just all over this situation because it was a whole lot all wrapped up in one. Love brings healing.
0: Mm-hmm. Jesus told her her faith healed her, and that's true. Faith is an important, a crucial part of healing. Caution though, because there's a challenge when we think we weren't healed because we didn't have the necessary faith. Very cautious here if I just prayed more, if I just read the Bible more, careful. Because when we start thinking like that, that means, okay, I'm in control here. (laughs) I'm the one that's in charge of this, and we're not. We're not. We don't control God with our prayers. You know, because then the question is, how much faith do we need? You know, Jesus said, if you had the faith of a mustard seed, you can move this mountain from here to there. Tiny speck of faith. God brings healing. Here's our challenge. It's not always in the form that we had hoped for or expected or even asked for. You know, in our prayers, God, this is what I want. God knows better than we do what we need. And the healing might look a whole lot different to God and what our need is than it does to us.
1: All we need is just a speck. Just a speck. it. So while Jesus was still speaking to this woman, some people came to tell Jairus that there was no reason to bother the teacher, that's Jesus, anymore that his daughter was dead. So Jesus overheard that conversation, and Jesus said, hey, don't be afraid. Well, he might not have said exactly that, but don't be afraid, just believe. Don't be afraid, just believe. And then he left. Um, he let no one follow him except Peter, James, and John. They were his three um, closest friends. And they got to this house. And can you imagine? I mean, this was a little girl. And so they approached the house. I have, I've been in these kinds of situations as, as a nurse, as a hospice nurse. And, and you can hear the crying and the wailing from the outside. And there's crying and wailing going on and... And Jesus asked, well, why the commotion? Well, duh. But then he said this. He said, the child's asleep, not dead. Wow. Yeah, right. Well, everyone laughed, like, yeah, asleep, not dead. And then he had everybody, you know, the crowd leave a bit, and he took the child's father and mother and his three disciples to where the child was. And he took her by the hand. And he said, Talitha Koum, which means little girl, I tell you, get up. Yeah. He immediately stood. She immediately got up and walked around. Oh my goodness, everybody was astonished. I'm astonished just by hearing this story. Everybody was astonished. And Jesus... He said, well, don't tell anybody about this. Good Keep luck it to on that. yourself. Really? How do you do that? How do you do that? Get the girl something to eat. She must have been pretty hungry after that. Love brings healing.
0: Yeah, can you imagine seeing somebody raise somebody from the dead, and you're sitting there <laughs> not, not tell anybody? That'd be crazy, wouldn't it? You know, these aren't two isolated cases. These aren't two one-offs for Jesus. Central part of Jesus' ministry was to bring healing to those who needed. In fact, <clears throat> as Pastor Willis tells us in this, in this uh, book about love, an encounter with Jesus always has the power to bring healing. Let me say that again. An encounter with Jesus always has the power to bring healing. And that's because where there's love, there's healing. It won't always be miraculous as it was in these cases, and it won't always be physical, but it will always make a difference.
1: So Jesus has the power to bring about miraculous changes as we saw in these stories of healing. And wouldn't we all just love to experience that? Wouldn't we all just love to, to have this encounter? You know, I was, I was back in the back with our grandchildren and, and our little grandson, Nolan, is, is, you know, very quiet playing this little video game while his parents are worshiping, which is awesome. We are so glad. Don't hesitate to bring your kids and just set them up with devices. It's fine. It's fine. But he must have won something because, because I heard him say, yes, like really loud. Can you imagine? Like, you're in this room and y'all go, yes, yes. <clears throat> That excitement. But here's the thing. Jesus does not always have to use a miracle to bring about love. Love equals healing. We can still say yes in the little things. Very often Jesus uses the extraordinary, does the extraordinary by using the ordinary. Oftentimes it means working through you and through me. You and me to bring healing. And we're not the healer. It's the healer that flows in and through us. So Penny's an example of how all that works.
0: Mm. So love brings healing. Important to remember, Jesus wasn't some kind of magician. Didn't wave some magic wand. Didn't say abracadabra. (laughs) At least I don't read that in the scriptures. (laughs) Jesus is the son of the Lord Most High loving beyond measure, wanting what is best for us, for you, for me, even when we don't realize it. Whose plans for us far exceed anything that we can even begin to dream up on our own. And We need to keep that in mind when we look for Jesus to make things better. Because the healing His love brings will not always look like we think it should look. It will not always feel like we think it should feel. But here's the, here's the truth. Measured against eternity, that healing that Jesus brings will be used for good and even more for God's glory, even at the, if at the time we don't recognize it immediately.
1: It's important to remain faithful even when things turn out differently than we expected. We're reminded of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were three very bright and upcoming uh, young men. They were leaders, they were faithful, and they were exiled from Judah. Those of you in the disciple Old Testament are going to recognize some of this. (laughs) They were exiled from Judah when the Babylonians conquered the territory back in the 6th century before Christ, B.C., when they refused to bow down.
0: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, Yeah.
1: they refused to bow down and worship a gold statue. That's what they were asked to do. And they refused because they wanted to stay faithful to God. And they were sentenced to be thrown into a fiery furnace. Maybe you've heard this story. (laughs) And the king asked them, well, what God's going to rescue you from that fiery furnace? rescue you uh, from this power. And here is a scripture that is Mm -hmm. absolutely incredible.
0: And by the way, the king turned the furnace up seven times. I don't know how that furnace was able to sustain, but seven times normal temperature. He was serious about getting getting these guys. But here's what we find in the book of Daniel. Daniel. Shadrach, after the king said, "What's your king gonna? You know, what's your God gonna do when when I put you in this fiery furnace? How's He gonna take care of you? Keep dreaming." Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, "We do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. I love these guys. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and He will deliver us from Your Majesty's hand." They're pretty confident, aren't they? They're pretty sure they have faith, great faith. But, they say, even if he does not, even if it doesn't turn out like we thought it would, even if it doesn't turn out like we planned, even if it doesn't turn out like we hoped for, we want you to know your majesty. They're still, they're still honoring of this king, aren't they? Your majesty, they're still um, that we want you to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Even if it doesn't turn out like we hoped or planned or thought, that's not changing a thing, is it?
1: Whew. But God will save us, even if, and even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't do what we had hoped for, even if our prayers are not answered the way that We want them to be. They're saying, you are still God. You are still the one that I worship. You are still the one that I cling to.
0: Side note, just because God doesn't do things we had planned, we don't turn away from God. No, no. God's in charge. God's got the plan. God knows far better than we do what we need. Through his love for us, Jesus brings healing to us, and through us often using us to bring healing to others. Pastor Willis tells us when this happens, to keep three very important things in mind first. Believe in God's power. Love brings healing, but it's never through our power. God is always the source of the true power of love. His might, he might heal directly or through us, but either way, it isn't our power that's doing the healing. It's not you and me. It's important, though, for us to be loving in order for God to heal through us. Being a vessel of God's love allows us to be means through which God heals. Being vessels of God's love allows us to be means through which God heals. The love of God through Jesus Christ is the source of healing power, and it's crucial for us to recognize and believe in that power. Scripture here is a very good reminder. Philippians 4.13, this is the New Living Translation. For I can, say it with me, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Amen? Amen.
1: So the first is believe in God's power. The second thing is to pray with faith. Now this next sentence I'm going to say is worthy of a hashtag. Anything worth worrying about is worth praying about. Anything worth worrying about is worth praying praying about Mm. so when you seek God's healing in your life or in the life of someone else ask God for it and sometimes God uses prayer to change the situation and other times uses God uses prayer to change our perspective on the situation God changes us now we're not exactly how prayer changes you know brings about healing that that's God But we are sure that it does. We're reminded of the scripture. We say this one a lot. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, that's the deal, with thanksgiving, (coughs) present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.
0: Number three, trust God no matter what. Say that with me. Trust God no matter what. At home, type it in. Trust God no matter what. I want to make sure you guys get this. Trust God no matter what. You know, God uses your pain. He gives meaning to your struggles. Reward you for your faithfulness. Trust in the Lord and don't give up. Don't base your faith merely on prayers being answered as you hoped they would be answered. On healing looking like uh, you had hoped it would look. Know that God sees a much bigger picture than we see. Always remember what God has done for you in the past. (laughs) Knowing that same God is looking out ahead of you to your future. Don't fear tomorrow because God is already there. God is already there. You know, we rarely get to see how everything gets fits together. I know you guys love puzzles. And when you get done, and everything's supposed to fit together nice and neat, right?
1: What have you done, like 50? 50, pandemic 50? 50, yeah. Right? yeah, there you We're go. We're talking to Sheldon and Andrea, yeah. like the puzzle meisters.
0: But but the, 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 the thing is, we don't always get to see the God's big puzzle, do we? Like we actually we never see the entire puzzle.
1: Sometimes yeah. there's like one piece that's not there.
0: <laughs> yeah, if if that, I mean, usually because there's no way we know everything that's going on on this side of eternity. We don't get to see that big picture like God does. But God loves us. And God's love brings healing. God has a plan and a promise, and He's included us in it. Praise God for that. Here's a scripture to cling to. Proverbs 3, verses 5-6. to 6. This is the New International Version. Proverbs 3, 5-6. to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your paths straight.
1: So how does all this play out in the everyday? Well, it's real simple. First, John four nineteen, we love because he loved us first. We love because he first <coughs> loved us. So it's this trickle-down thing. God loves us first, and then we love others. And that love can bring healing to others. You know, speak a kind and loving word to that person who needs it in that moment. Those words can be life-giving. Pick up your pen. Write a note. Kind of a lost art. Write a note. Send a note of encouragement. Type it in. Send something uh, by text. You know, when you're checking your Facebook or your Instagram, Instagram, if a name comes across, like, maybe God's prompting you to just, like, say, hey, how you doing? I'm thinking of you today. <coughs> Pick up the phone. Wow. That's kind of interesting.
0: <laughs> Pick up the phone. Try something awful. <laughs> yeah.
1: Make a call to somebody who might have experienced some kind of life change, some kind of hurt. Yeah. You know, healing takes so many different forms, so many different forms. And, and I don't know about you, but when I have received a phone call or a text, or a note, or, or Andrea's pound cake, you know, just at the right time. I'm
0: thinking I'm really in need I'm of a message here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just know that the person who's reaching out is being used as a vessel of love for you, and that's what we get to do for somebody else. God uses us. And you know what? Words are cheap. Mm. Not just tell them, but show them. Let your actions match your words.
0: Hmm. You know, the greatest expression of love is what Jesus did for us when He went to the cross. Allowing Himself to be sacrificed for you and for me. Giving His very life as payment for our sin. Ultimate expression of healing. Healing. Ultimate expression of healing we'll ever know. His death there offers us healing from the pain that sin brings. Healing from an eternity of separation from God. Think about that. Thinking of being separated from God, not for an hour, a day, week, month, or year, but from now forever. That's painful to think about, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Healing from an eternity of separation from God. It, it, it only brings healing if you've accepted the gift, though. This free gift of salvation that Jesus offers. The question is, have you said yes to that relationship with Jesus Christ? The relationship that, he's, well, that he died to have for you, with you. Have you opened yourself up to inviting Jesus into your life and allowing his love to change your eternity? Have you said yes to new life in Jesus Christ? If you have, are you sharing that love with the people around you? Offering others that ultimate healing that Jesus brings.
1: Love brings healing. Jesus is love. Jesus uses us to show that love. We are called to be the hands and the feet and the voice of Jesus. That's the good news. Let's believe it and let's live it. And let's share it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for this time of, of worship and to hear and be reminded of your love, how your love heals God, thank you for the healing that you've showed to us. I know for me, healing um, of various relationships, um, allowing me to um, see with your eyes and experiencing forgiveness and sharing forgiveness and healing physically and healing uh, emotionally during some pretty hurtful and painful losses, God. You do that for each one of us. That's why you came. Lord, use us to be a vessel of healing for others. And thank you, Lord, for the blessing that you just lavish upon us each and every day. Thank you for loving us enough to making that journey all the way to the cross. that we could be forgiven and free, so that we could have new life here on earth and in heaven. Lord, we pray all this in the most holy and precious name of Jesus.
0: Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church.